It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Welcome to the WREL Daily Download. I'm Amanda Lamb. In today's deep dive conversation, we're talking with Adam Owens about recent threats of violence to schools, specifically here in Wake County, and how school administrators and parents are reacting to this. Welcome to the program, Adam. All right. Thank you so much, Amanda. Glad to be here. So the schools affected were, there's a long list. I'm just going to name the ones that we know of. Zebulon Magnet Middle School, East Millbrook Magnet Middle, Dillard Drive Middle, Dillard Drive Elementary, uh, Oberlin Road Middle, and Broughton High School. So those are all in Raleigh, obviously, with the exception of Zebulon. Now, Zebulon and Millbrook, when this happened there, they dismissed early. The other schools went on lockdown for a period of time and then resumed classes. All of that happened on Friday. So tell me about these threats. How did they come about? Uh, and, and were they on social media? Most of them appear to be coming through social media. Uh, occasionally, there'll be something that happens word of mouth, maybe uh, something that is circulating between students as they communicate with each other. But in many cases, um, they are uh, coming across on social media. Um, Students often report them to their parents. That's how they are elevated so that uh, adults are aware of them, so that school systems are aware of them. And once they make that leap, they spread like wildfire. And we run into a a lot of the uh, stories that we've been running into. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so we know they went on lockdown, some of the schools. What else did they do in response to these threats? I mean, you mentioned, you know, notifying parents. Um, did they search the campuses? How, how do they handle this? Well, let's use um, Zebulon Middle, a recent one, for example. Uh, it, it was realized that there was the possibility of a, th- a threat there um, in that particular case that very specifically that there could have been a shooter, even reports that came into 911 of uh, the possibility of some people hearing gunshots on a, even a specific floor in that school. And when we got there, we saw what that response looked like, Amanda. It was everybody in the area from multiple departments and agencies that all came running in together. And uh, what they did in that particular case, um, they went through the school once, twice, three times or more or more room to room, uh, checking for weapons, checking for anyone who wasn't not who was not supposed to be there that whole time. The students and their teachers had to stay put in their classrooms, so it went on for hours and hours. But in that particular case, uh, we spoke with the police chief there in Zebulon, and she detailed how they had to meticulously almost go through every inch of that school to make sure there was no real threat there. Did they find anything? And, and I'm assuming they continued to do some searches on this social media to see if they could figure out who posted it. Yeah, they said that that was part of their investigation. The investigation in that case involved that uh, communication to 911, which happened to be through text and looking at that uh, social media post as well. But when they walked out to talk to parents where we got an opportunity to speak with the chief, she reported that there was no threat of any kind that they found in that school. So there's also a few situations that WREL has reported on recently about tangible threats. Um, Carter 
Cardinal Charter High School in Wendell. A toy gun was brought to school that looked real. Also, Rollsville High School, a student actually had a loaded gun. And in a neighboring county, Wayne County, a 13-year-old was arrested for making threats of violence against multiple schools. So it's the kind of thing kind of that confirms parents' fears that there may be real danger on the other side of these social media posts or these texts. I mean, how are parents reacting to this? They're really scared. I'm talking to parents um, when we cover these stories where the conversation between the two of us basically in the end comes down to one basic question. Should I even send my kid to school on the next following school day? Uh, Last parent I talked to um, who was in a similar situation where there was a threat made but no threat found, um, she was considering homeschooling as she was standing outside the school in that moment. What I, I, I really hate for everyone involved, that includes the people who um, are in charge of the school, the law enforcement and the parents that are um, traumatized and the students themselves standing outside is that um, the answer to all of this, how do you stop someone from making a threat when it's as simple as a couple keystrokes and they think nothing of it? And, and how do you know that the next one is fake and not real? Parents are really at a loss, but they're considering some pretty extreme measures, including just taking their kids out of school altogether because they don't feel they're safe there. Yeah. And I mean, do you get a sense when you look at the news nationwide that unfortunately this is something that we're hearing more about, not just in our area? Yeah. You can't talk to a parent and you shouldn't talk to a parent and tell them that, um, that, you know, maybe you're just overreacting or maybe or in, in any way, because as you just mentioned, there are examples of people following through with these threats and you can't chance when it's your child that it, it's just a hoax. You have to operate on the opportunity that your child could be in real danger. And in the case of Zebulon, when we were with them uh, recently with their most recent threat, they had had a threat that was posted that we covered just a few days before. So it's a uh, trauma that is re- repeating itself and that's not sustainable for these families. And I mean, there are criminal consequences for communicating threats to a school specifically. We have that in a, our statutes, but I, I guess it's just really hard to find out who's behind them. In, in some cases we've covered um, in the, in the past, they have been able to track down exactly um, who was behind it. But the most information the public gets, because many times these are juveniles, is that uh, they have located the person and that the proper steps were taken with that person. But you never find out, even if you can't find out who they were, sometimes you don't, you never know how that was handled. And I think that's where we could be running into a problem here, because these things that we do have on the books where you can get in trouble and in big trouble in some cases for doing these things, those laws are put there like any laws um, and punishment in our laws as a deterrent for the next person doing the same thing. And I think that's where we're running into an issue that we have to find a way to be more open with how these people were dealt with when that was found out to be them so that the next kid doesn't think I can get away no with consequence this. to it. Yes, absolutely. We will be back after the break with more from Adam Owens about measures that schools are taking in light of these threats. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the WREL Daily Download. I'm talking with Adam Owens about what Wake County schools are doing in light of recent threats of violence. So, you know, you talked about, Adam, in the first half, parents saying, hey, I might even take my child out and and do, you know, homeschooling. Um, I know over the weekend, the schools tried to reassure parents at some of the after-school activities, including basketball games. I think it was in Nightdale, Rollsville, and Broughton they're trying to increase some security and, and do it in a visible way. Tell me about that. Uh, they're bringing in more uh, officers. Um, they're in some areas uh, in, in this part of our state, they're talking about uh, metal detectors at uh, certain events and um, even at schools as a, as a regular thing. Um, when it comes to those officers, uh, they'll bring more in because a recent threat was made. But the issue, of course, being that's not a long-term sustainable thing. Um, it'll go back to the maybe one officer or so that was at the school um, as it was day to day. But uh, some measures, again, like the metal detectors would be more permanent. But um, when there is an issue like this that draws a lot of people's attention, they draws a lot of attention. They do bring in a lot of extra security, but that's only a temporary measure. That's not something that can be maintained long-term. Absolutely. And this was, I was talking about, you know, Friday night's basketball games, but like you said, I mean, it's the resources just aren't there to do that all the time. Um, And you also talked about, you know, you don't, they don't want to alarm people, but they have to take this seriously. And so, they've got to treat it as if every single threat was a viable threat. Correct. And that's what you're hearing from law enforcement. Yeah. Yeah, And and, yes. And and as a matter of fact, uh, that conversation I had with the Zebulon uh, police chief after the uh, threat at uh, Zebulon middle, um, a lot of people were asking her about, uh, you know, what they found, how things played out that day. But when all those questions were done, the question I had for her that I thought she gave a good answer to was, okay, we get that you're, you you go and you do the search. The sad thing is parents, particularly in this area, are used to what the, the, the pattern is and exactly what officers do, how they respond to them because it's happening so often. The real question that I wanted answered was, what can we do so you don't have to revisit this? So you don't return to this particular school a third time. What needs to happen? And, and she was um, very open about it. She says that um, we need to come together and be very make a very strong statement um we need to get together as parents as a law enforcement as school leaders and 
just like we teach reading, writing, and arithmetic, we need to let these students know that this is serious. You get in real trouble for this. And as we've continued to cover these incidents, Amanda, one of the issues that we continue to run into is when we're talking with the school system and we want to have somebody from the school system talk with us for a story about um, you know, what is being done, what needs to be done. Um, I, very recently, I made a request for an interview. If we could talk to someone from the school system, I wanted to reiterate in a story exactly how much trouble you could get in if you did this, because I was concerned that that wasn't getting out there as a deterrent. And there was a conversation where they worry is, are you feeding into it too much? Are you, are you creating copycat scenarios by talking about it too much or Anyway, that's a discussion, too, that was was had around that story. Never and, you know, when you way. think about it from a media standpoint, we used to not report bomb threats, for example, at schools. That was our that was a policy because we were saying, well, we'll feed more into it. But now that social media exists, everybody's talking about it. The parents are rushing to the school. It, it's kind of put us in a position of of covering something that we didn't used to cover. And I think that, you know, fuels more of the fire. Yeah, but parents uh, will also, if we're not there, what people don't realize, they will say, listen, when you're when it's not your school, I think it may be easier to say, why, why would you do that? Is that just drumming it up? But the parents who are at the center of the story are like, where are you? We want more information. I don't I think people don't think about that. Um, and, you know, you're a parent of school age kids. How much does this concern you? I have to make an admission here. It's one of these things, and this is what parents tell me on these scenes as well, that they they are aware of it and they have it in the back of their mind, but it hasn't happened at their school yet. And then they're shocked when it does. I think you can um, have a little bit of distance because it hasn't happened at my child's particular school so far. But um, being someone who is on these scenes and talking to parents that, that could easily be me, you carry a lot of it home with you. But I'm at the same loss as a lot of other parents are right now. What would you tell your kid other than do exactly what your teachers tell you and try to stay safe? It's a, it's a very helpless feeling. That's why when I'm talking to parents outside these schools, I get it, you know? And it's scary that we even have to tell our kids this, right? That, mm -hmm. that that's where we Certainly. are in the world today. Adam, thank you so much for your insight on this story. And thank you for listening to the WREL Daily Download and making us part of your morning routine. If you like what you're hearing, please rate us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use. Another great way to get WREL news is the Morning Briefing Newsletter. It's a daily email waiting in your inbox every morning with triangle news events and headlines. To get you ready for the day, sign up at WREL.com backslash newsletter. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.